to The Content Lab, the weekly podcast for content marketers about the strategies and tools you need to create addictive content your audience will love. I'm your host, Liz Murphy, Impact's Director of Web and Interactive Content. Welcome back to another week of The Content Lab podcast. And you guys, it is Friday. I know some of you may not be listening to this eventually on a Friday, but I am so incredibly excited about this fact, which is why I have to mention it, because recently... I have not been sleeping well, and it's not for totally awful reasons, but my plan for this weekend involves a substantial amount of aggressive napping. But the reason why I'm not sleeping too well is my husband, Patrick, and I are actually in the process of buying our dream home here in Annapolis, and it's gorgeous, and it has a beautiful open floor plan, and originally we were looking at houses where we thought we were going to have to rip the carpet out, but instead it has all of this gorgeous espresso, almost black hardwood flooring, and it has a fire pit and a giant yard, and... Oh my God, praise the Lord. I am not going to have to share an office with my delightful, beautiful, amazing husband. I love you, Patrick, but I don't have to share it with his mechanical keyboard that literally sounds like he's just hitting hammers on his keyboard every time he types. So I'm getting my own office and it's going to be awesome. But also, who knew how much fun it was to just, you know, spend all that time saving money and then just watch it like go away. Just, just go away, you know, and then there are home inspections that never end and then... At first there was the offer and then the counter offer and then the endless periods of hurry up and wait and who knew how fun that could be, right? And we only just have to get to mid-April to close. So it's going to be super great. But anyway, okay, we're excited. I'm just really nervous. And obviously, as you could probably tell, I'm running on no sleep, just five cups of coffee and I guess dreams at this point. But I digress. Obviously this week... You're just hearing my voice. And that's because I'm rolling out a new monthly feature that's called a What's On My Mind episode. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of this year, I wanted to play with the format of Content Lab a little bit to make it more valuable. And this new feature is part of that because here is what I was struggling with. In the initial episodes, I had, you know, I would have this intro. I would tell you how things were going, what was on my mind. Then we'd get to the interview. And then there would be all of this post wrap up with a decompressor and then a one thing, but also there were tools. And it just wasn't actually a very well organized piece of content. So instead of trying to shoehorn all of my thoughts and ideas around interviews and conversations that really should be able to stand on their own, I'm going to take a break to share with you all what's inspiring me any major content milestones from the past month, because I love to brag and that's just how it is. And also what I'm going to be focusing on on the month to come. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. What is inspiring me? I'm going to admit that what's inspiring me right now is very much in the weeds about what we're doing uh, with Impact pivoting to being a publisher. Now, for those of you who don't know, at Impact, we've made the conscious decision to position ourselves as a brand publisher first. The agency still exists. It hasn't been deprioritized, but that's why when you go to our website, impactbnd.com, you'll notice that we're leading with our educational content first instead of our services, instead of our solutions and and products or anything like that. You're seeing articles and videos and podcasts that are purely educational in nature. And now our services actually live on a microsite called agency.impactbnd.com. So I'm explaining all of this as backstory to a recent conversation I had with Kathleen Booth, who is our VP of marketing. And she and I have been having some 
really deep and interesting discussions about our vision and specifically what it means to be a publisher first rather than an agency first. While we were talking, she shared this quote with me from an interview with Mark Brenner of Marketing Insider Group. He says, the biggest mistake brands make when making the shift to publishing is to think in terms of campaigns. Being a brand publisher doesn't mean you create an ebook, and it's certainly not about making, quote, viral videos. It's really a cultural shift away from the campaign brain toward continuous content development, curation, and distribution of content that results in conversations, community, and ultimately conversion. Now, I'll link out to his full interview in the show notes, but that quote has been sticking to my ribs, so to speak, ever since she shared it with me. I think this is a quote we can all take to heart, and it doesn't matter whether you want to lead as a services or products provider or as a brand publisher, because regardless of the changes we've seen in the technical aspects of, quote, winning at inbound marketing, one thing hasn't changed. In order to be successful with inbound, you need to be dealing in one currency, and that is trust. If you want to grow your business and be successful, you have to focus almost maniacally on this idea of building trust with your audience. But going back to what Brenner said, I believe businesses who aren't publishers can also achieve that level of trust where you're considered the definitive resource on whatever space it is that you own with your desired audience, with a focus on cultivating conversations and building a community. This is really only half an idea that's been kicking around in my head, but I think it's something important that we should all keep in mind because too often as marketers, we get wrapped up in these dehumanized jargony phrases like campaigns and ROI. And of course, campaigns and ROI matter. I'm not saying that. But if you say you're committed to being an inbound organization, those words really only refer to the marketing infrastructure that surrounds what you're doing, that brings order and direction. And it sh- what it should be surrounding is something that's conversational, something that's community focused, you know, a mission of creating content that genuinely helps people solve their problems and answer their questions. So That's what's been on my mind recently, but now it's time to get to my favorite part where I get to brag a little. So the major milestones over the past 30 days actually have been quite substantial, but I am not the one who's really been driving this effort because in the past 30 days, we have launched five different pieces of pillar content across a wide variety of topics, and I really want to talk about each of them here. So first, our content marketing consultant, Kevin Phillips, wrote a pillar piece called Content Marketing Defined. And in this guide, he covers topics about, you know, what content marketing is, what it isn't, the many faces of content marketing, how you get started with it, yada, yada, yada. But not only is it really funny, here's the thing that's neat about it. I'm a content nerd by trade. I know what content marketing is. Uh, I acted as his editor on this, but I still learned a ton from what's supposed to be a getting started guide. So for example, he recommends that for organizations who are just starting out with content, they should start by writing at the bottom of the funnel, because even though it's easier to write to the top of the funnel, and that may seem like the most obvious place to start, Well, you know, I'm just going to read an excerpt because he really does a great job of explaining why. So he says, we start at the bottom of the funnel, the end of the buyer's journey, and then work our way back. This way, we've created content for folks that are much closer to making a purchase. They may have begun their journey elsewhere, but there's a better chance for us to make a customer out of someone if we've got bottom of the funnel content ready and waiting for them. 
Also, your competitors are probably focusing a lot on top of the funnel content because it's easier to create and less controversial. But top of the funnel content does not answer the tougher questions. So that's just a little quick excerpt from there. But I just thought that was absolutely fascinating. If you want to read more about it, just go to impactbnd.com forward slash content hyphen marketing hyphen defined. Again, I'll have this and all of the other pillows link pillars linked out in the show notes. Uh, obviously, I need a nap. I said pillows. Now I'm thinking about pillows. Okay, Liz, bring it back. Come on. All right. Next step. VP of Marketing, Kathleen Booth. We've already talked about her today, but she paired up with our VP of Services, Bree, to make my dream come true by being executive leaders who get the power of creating content and delivered a phenomenal guide for organizations who are looking to hire top-performing marketers. It's called Marketing Interview Questions, but here's what makes it amazing. I didn't even think about the fact that logically with record low unemployment rates, it's getting much harder for organizations to recruit and retain the top-notch marketing talent they need. We're not immune to this issue at Impact. So Kathleen and Bree sat down and wrote this incredible guide that not only gives you 54 very deep marketing interview questions you need to ask across four key focus areas, they also share how we revamped our entire hiring process. And since we put that new hiring process in place, we've decreased turnover, increased our client satisfaction rates, and have also done a much better job of recruiting and retaining the absolute marketing rock stars we've been looking for. And that last part is a big deal because I did not know this until I read this guide, but a bad hire typically costs a business around $15,000. Now, again, Super proud of these ladies because pulling together such an insanely valuable piece of content like this is no easy task, but they rose to the challenge creating what I think is probably one of the most helpful pieces of content for organizations who are looking to hire the best marketers. Now that one you can find at impactbnd.com forward slash marketing hyphen interview hyphen questions. Now, principal strategist Stacey Willis, who I have worked with for a number of years, is certainly not to be outdone. She is a force to be reckoned with, and I mean that in the best way possible, because she has authored not one, but two pieces of pillar content around two critical but very different areas. So first, for those of you in the audience who have more niche needs, she wrote a guide on developing a multi-brand strategy, because mergers and acquisitions happen all the time. And everybody talks about how businesses should manage the process, but there's very little information available on how to manage the shift in messaging and marketing strategy that has to go along with it. So if this is the boat you're currently floating in, I encourage you to give it a read. I know how complex these scenarios are from firsthand experience when Quintain merged with Impact, but she does a really great job of breaking down this subject in a way that's manageable and actually gives you stuff to do without making you feel like a crazy person. So you can find that one at impactbnd.com forward slash multi hyphen brand hyphen strategy. Second, Stacy's guide on how to do keyword research is amazing. I cannot get enough of it. Insert clap hand emojis. Is that what the kids are doing? I don't know if I'm supposed to put the claps in for positive things or negative things. I'm going with positive because I'm feeling good today. Anyway, so in this guide on how to do keyword research, Stacy finally addresses the elephant in the room. And that's the way that we've all been trained to do keyword research, you know, 
endless spreadsheets of long tail keywords that we somehow managed to connect to blog topics that maybe will work and maybe they won't, but you know, we're just going to throw things to the wall and see what sticks. Um, that doesn't really work anymore. It never even felt really good to begin with when we were doing it, which is kind of funny. It always felt kind of disjointed and all over the place. But in this, she gives away our keyword research process, like just gives it away. She tells you why we created it, how it works. She provides a few case studies that show these really wild results that we're seeing with clients and ourselves. And then she also gives you the template to do it. Like you don't even have to talk to us. You could just like go to this and and do it on your own. And, you know, we're here if you have questions, but like, it's just really great. It, it not only typifies what I think inbound content should be, which is we are going to give you every single tool possible to be successful. I hate those organizations. They're like, no, we have secret sauce. And so, you know, I'm going to give you like 80% of it, but just to show you that I know what I'm talking about, but not enough. So I'm kind of annoying. Like you can't walk away and do anything on your own. And that drives me nuts. In this, she gives it all away. And of course, my favorite part, it's a topic cluster based approach. And she talks about the efficacy of this new approach and and why it's so important you need to be moving in this direction because it's the way search is going. So you can find that at impactbnd.com forward slash how hyphen to hyphen do hyphen keyword hyphen research. I almost put a rogue hyphen in there. Anyway, last but certainly not least, our client success specialist and walking human ray of sunshine, Mariah Anderson, wrote the most comprehensive and authoritative guide on how sales teams can start using video right now to close more deals faster, but also with better educated prospects. Aptly titled Video for Sales, this particular pillar is centered around every question you could possibly have. And Mariah does a great job of answering all of them. You know, what tools and technology do you really need to be successful with video for sales? How do you integrate video into each phase of the sales process? You know, prospecting, discovery, proposals, like she goes through every single phase. How do you make sure you're actually likable and comfortable on camera? I spent a lot of time reading this section because video, as you know, terrifies me. My body seizes and I just like want to collapse upon myself like a dying star? And then how do you know whether or not your videos if for sales are successful? So she talks about the metrics, how you should be tracking them, what tools you can use. And then finally, what videos should sales teams be bossing around their marketing departments to create for them? She also includes in this, this guide a ton of example videos and screenshots and process walkthroughs. You know, every single question you could possibly have, she is answering it, she's telling you how to do it, and then she's showing you examples. But the coolest thing is, number of places she actually shows examples of videos that are good, but then she'll also show you examples of things you shouldn't do. And so you can put into context why people are telling you best practices when it comes to sales videos are best practices. And the best part is, is that you can walk away from this guide and immediately start implementing video in your sales processes for yourself and your team without spending a dime on new equipment. And if you're a marketer, I would also recommend checking this out too, because I actually walked away with a few things I might be doing differently in my own personalized videos that I create. It's just, it's a great resource, I think, for anybody who really wants to get involved with video more, 
but specifically with sales teams who feel like they're being told video is such a big deal, but nobody is really giving them a roadmap that is realistic and doesn't infringe upon their time and take away take them away from what they need to be doing, which is selling. So anyway, get thee to impactbnd.com forward slash video hyphen for hyphen sales. All right. Finally, what am I working on and thinking about in the coming months? To be perfectly frank, I have never been more excited about what I'm working on, but I also can't tell you anything about it. I'm, I'm not allowed. I am sworn to secrecy. All I can tell you is that in the next few months, keep an eye. We're doing some really exciting stuff here at Impact, but here is what I can say. There is a guiding principle behind what I'm working on right now that I'm going to mentally carry with me from now until March. And if you're not new to this podcast, you've heard me say something to this effect before, but I really want to refocus on being as helpful as humanly possible in every piece of content I create. Because when it comes to massive mystery content projects, for example, it's so easy to define success by the ability to just say something is done, right? I checked the box. I said I would write this article. I said I would do this thing and it's done and it's published. But here's the thing. You can write 50,000 words of total garbage or 5,000 words or 3,000 words. It doesn't matter. It can be total garbage and still be called done. The problem is it's easy for us to nod our heads together right now, right? Like you're sitting here saying, preach it, Liz. You're absolutely right. We should be creating obscenely helpful content. That's the only way we're going to build trust with our audience. At least that's what you should be saying. But we've got to be honest with ourselves. Because how many times have we all published a crappy piece of content that we knew was not our best work? And I'm not saying best work meaning perfect. Because we know perfect is often the enemy of good. I mean our best in terms of going that extra mile to thoroughly answer a question or solve a problem. I have done that. You all have to be honest that you've done it too. And we've done it for very valid reasons. We've done it because we're tired. We've done it because it was late. We've put it off. Or in some cases, there are just so many freaking words, right? And seriously, I feel this way all the time. Content is my job, but I sometimes just feel the weight of word count sitting on my shoulders, which is a great way to just suffocate my inspiration. Because right now I'm in the middle of writing a pillar on pillars, which is actually something I can tell you I'm working on. And when I think about that project in the global sense, I love it. I get so excited. It's so meta. I have so much to say. In case you haven't figured out, I have lots of opinions on lots of things, pillars specifically. And I just get hyped. I want to do the positive clapping between each word. But when I'm in the thick of it, oh my God, you know, like writing and getting the thoughts wrong. And then, you know, I, I arrive at a keyboard and I have all these ideas in my head. I feel like I have the perfect words. And then when I sit down to try to type them out, they don't hang together easily and, and, and they don't come out the way I envisioned on the first try. And I just want to throw my hands up in the air and say, oh my God, can this just be done already? Can I check that box? And whenever I'm in those moments, I... I wish I could say this is something I have always done, but I've really had to push myself to do it recently because I've been working at a much grander scale of word count. But I've had to force myself to say, Liz, you are doing this to help someone else. Your hard work is going to make someone else's life 
easier. Now, wouldn't it be great if I could say, you know, in that moment, I immediately, you know, snap out of it. I'm inspired. I'm Snow White. There are sparrows. Someone's singing. It's wonderful. Absolutely not. No, I often have to say it repeatedly to myself. But it is a great way to at least bring a little bit more focus to get me being less focused on myself and more focused on the purpose of what I'm creating. You know, it it really helps me bring back to center the why of what I'm doing. So that's what I'm carrying with me going into the next month. I have a lot of work I'm going to be doing. I know there are going to be late nights. I know there are going to be moments where I'm ripping out my hair and I will want to throw my computer out the window, but I can't because I don't own the computer. It's owned by Impact and I would get fired and then I would owe someone money and there would probably be paperwork. But, you know, I think that's something we all need to remind ourselves of. And it's a good gut check, you know. So the next time you're feeling frustrated with yourself and you're feeling frustrated about a thing that you're working on, remember the why behind what you're creating and then also hold yourself accountable. You know, if you go out of your way and it, or if I go out of my way and say, Liz, you know, you are creating this because you want to help somebody. That means I should be able to get to the end of whatever I'm creating and say, I'm exhausted and I'm annoyed and I'm tired and every word made me cranky because I didn't want to be doing this. But I got to the end of it and I feel like I've gone out of my way to make sure I was helpful. And I think that's something we could all be doing a lot more of. And again, I'm pointing at you guys, but I'm pointing equally at myself. Anyway, that is all I've got for this week and for my first installment of What's on My Mind. Next week, I'm really excited to tell you that we have a return guest to the Content Lab podcast, and that is one of my favorite people in the planet, Justin Champion of HubSpot. I'm not going to tell you what we're going to be talking about, but it's going to be great. You won't want to miss it. But until then, hit me up on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at NaptownPint. And don't forget to leave me a review for uh, the podcast on iTunes because I love validation and being told I'm pretty, but I also mostly love when you help other people make sure my podcast gets found because more reviews means it's easier for people to find Content Lab Podcast. Anyway, later squares. Squares.